It's the Morning Jam with Janelle and Sam. And this morning we spoke to comedy legend Tim Ferguson, ahead of his comedy writing masterclass. And movie reviewer to the stars Randy Vanderboom reviews Bohemian Rhapsody. And we spoke to Edie Shepherd on the anniversary of Australia saying yes. Welcome to the Saturday show for all of Perth. Mix 94.5's Morning Jam. Now, Sam, they say that you shouldn't meet your heroes... Yep. But I myself did, one of my comedy heroes, when I did the comedy writing masterclass with comedy superstar, giant Tim Ferguson from the Doug Anthony All-Stars. And Tim, you are on the line right now. I am. There I'm you are. gigantically on the line. <laughs> now, I am alumni. Will we call me alumni of your writing masterclass? You are, Janella. Well, in fact, you knew everything before you walked in the door. I just confirmed it. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know about that. But you're coming back to Perth to do another one. You bet, yeah. I just couldn't get enough and uh, I'll be coming back to Perth on uh, uh, very soon, in fact, next weekend to yes. um, explain, you know, how to write a funny movie, how to write a webisode, how to write stand-up and just how to be funny when you're, you know, out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> that's important. Now, that's so it. you need that. That's what the other people are looking for. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask you. Is it? It's not just for people that want to, you know, write funny films. I mean, I heard somewhere that that comedy is the new PowerPoint presentation when it comes to public speaking. <laughs> that everybody wants to be able to throw in an original new joke to sort of liven their, uh, yeah, their corporate uh, speech and whatnot. Do you reckon oh, it's yeah. for everyone? Absolutely. I mean, uh, anybody can be funny if you've got a sense of humour. You're halfway there. If you haven't got a sense of humour. You know, leave the Methodist Church and come and learn how to make people funny. It's it's very simple. That's the thing. I mean, Janelle, you did the course. It's so simple. If it was complex, I couldn't understand it. You couldn't. You know, we we can't bend our minds to things that are complex. I just tell people the bleeding obvious stuff about comedy, and the next thing you know, they're buying beach houses and treating the rest of us like Mark. (laughs) Any day now, any day. I can't wait for that any moment, day. Tim. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you ever, I mean, you've had hundreds and hundreds of students do this masterclass. Have you ever had a moment where you thought, I can't help this one? There are, occasionally, <laughs> I teach at NYU and occasionally you will get the serious young American insect coming in and you just think, <laughs> I, I just, this. There's no way this kid from Tennessee is ever going to be funny. And then, you know, after a couple of days of doing this and doing that and with a lot of hair gel, next thing you know, he's hilarious. We laugh at him, but that's half the battle. And what makes you laugh, Tim? Is there anything particular? Like, I know for me, the difference between me and my wife is she laughs when people fall off stuff, whereas I laugh when people get hit by cricket bats. Um, Right. yeah, Yeah. What makes you laugh? Well, uh, nothing, nothing. Sour old man. We're comedians. We don't. We don't really laugh at stuff much. Uh, oh look, um, uh, the, my favourite comedians are, uh, you know, uh, ironically Australians. Who would have thought? I know, right? I mean, I like a couple of the Scots, and there are a couple of good Americans, but there are some just great Aussie comedians who, uh, like Felicity Ward, who's just smashing England at the moment. Um, Carl Barron, I can't turn away from Carl. He's just hilarious. Um, and these people are, you know, they're out there, they're working the circuit all around the place all the time. And, uh, I don't know, 
there's just something about the way they talk. Yeah. And Judith Lucy, you've got to say Judith Lucy, I suppose, otherwise yeah. you get into trouble. Yeah, she'll tear yeah. you a piece. That's the law. Yeah. <laughs> and Tim, how has the reaction been to the recent Doug's documentary on the ABC? Oh, yes, the Doug Anthony all stars. <laughs> 70 years of horror. Oh, it all went down very well, you know. Everybody, I mean, people say, I laughed, I cried. I don't know what they're crying at, Janelle, honestly. I mean, um, they say, oh, yeah, but I saw you in the shower being bathed by someone else because I've got MS and my legs are useless. But, you know, you should really try it. In Roman times, (laughs) the rich people insisted someone else did the bathing while they sat there, you know, texting. Um, So, as you know, it's, uh, you know, MS is a bore and it gets in the way and some people have it real bad, but we, you know, we all just tend to plug along. There are, so there's no need to cry, you know, Absolutely. we'd much rather you laugh. Pity's not a very active kind of emotion. But, you know, the boys had fun. It was cameras following us for two years, you can imagine. Wow. Paul's hair was going in, it was going out, it was going up, it was going down. <laughs> my haircut remained the same As for it, my it, entire life. It just makes it simple. It's, it totally does. Now, if you would like to be bathed in a bath or alternatively in Tim Ferguson's comedic genius, you can catch the Masterclass next weekend at Scream West and you can book for that via trybooking.com. I personally can highly recommend an amazing weekend of knowledge and fun with you, Tim. Well, they call it a masterclass, but really it's for everybody. I mean, it's, if you like comedy, if you're interested in comedy, you know, the main thing is we all make each other laugh and I take the fun out of comedy by saying, yes, that's interesting. I'll tell you what that chicken was doing when it was crossing the road, and it will ruin the joke forever. Well, thanks very much, Tim. The master indeed. thanks, Sam. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Janelle. Thank you. It's the Morning Jam on Mix 94.5. And what a pleasure it is to have all the way from LA, yet in the studio, none other than Randy Vanderboom, film critic to the stars. Oh, thank you very much, Janelle. It's lovely to be here. Now, you've recently seen the bio-epic Bohemian Rhapsody. What an epic, an absolute classic film, I think. I think people are going to love this one. I mean, I really think people are going to enjoy it. And I think if you don't enjoy cinema, what is the point of going? You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. So, have you seen it? Just let's get that out out to up top. Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? No, not yet, Randy. Oh, no. oh my God. You Are you a sing-along person? Are you the kind yeah. of person that goes to a movie and you're not ashamed, you're just yelling out? You're singing along with those. On the inside, yeah. On the inside. Okay, great. Well, you're going to inside and outside because I saw feet tapping, heads bobbing, and I heard voices that should not have been singing, quite frankly. They should not have been singing. But they were having a grand old time. Wow. Now, yeah. Rami Malek. Do you know Rami Malek? Yes, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, exactly. Yes. And he is fantastic. And we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't know him before. I mean, we saw him in Mr. Robot, but like, who is he? And now he's playing Freddie goddamn Mercury. You know what I mean? He is spectacular. And what a show. You know what grabbed me first? Period costumes. Period costumes. And it's from the, from the you know, like the 70s. Sure, I wasn't really there. 80s, definitely there. A lot of denim shorts. Mm. A lot of denim shorts. Mm. And they weren't that short, but they were short. Uh, fantastic! You ever wrapped a peach in cling film? No. That's what that's what Rami Malek looked like. Wow. He was fantastic, tight as. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, the recreation of the gigs. Okay, because I mean they were known for their live concerts, and that's a hard thing to do mm. to bring that into a movie cinema when it's a live gig. You know, Absolutely. it needs to be palpable. People mm. need to feel the sweat, and they they did their entire live aid set. Do you 
The entire set. Well, wow. Yeah. And it was it was truly fantastic. You felt like you were there. I don't know how many extras they paid, but it was truly magnificent. And is he is he miming? Is he lip? No, he is singing. He is singing. He, so he's he is incredible. He is incredible. Oh. From the moment he opens his mouth singing, you go, my God, this is Freddie Mercury. It's oh. Freddie Mercury right there. I, uh, plus the prosthetics. I mean, those teeth. Okay, let let's be honest. The teeth are a little distracting for me. Now I know Freddie Mercury, and it says in the film that he had four extra incisors, which is why he has such a big mouth. Yeah. Uh, like it, it got the effect across, but truly, oh, I just got so sick of looking at those teeth. So l- luckily, there was a lot of other things to keep the eye amused. Wow. So how how many stars out of five, Randy? Look, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four and a half stars. Four and a half incisors. <laughs> I love it. Uh, look, there there are some moments I didn't love. I mean, I do not need really to see another story of a very talented, very rich man go through emotional turmoil. No, um, because we see so many of those films. Yeah. Um, however, this one, I mean, I think the costumes, I think the singing, I think the crowd participation, that just dragged it all along for me, you know? Well, Randy, thank you so much for your incisive review. <laughs> oh, no worries. And if you want a fun night of almost karaoke with some incredible costumes, then go and see Bohemian Rhapsody. It's out now. Mix 94.5's Morning Jam. Run DMC, Aerosmith on Mix 94.5. Top of 27 degrees in Perth today. It's the Morning Jam with Janelle and Sam. Sam, I am absolutely blown away to know that and learn that November 15th already has been a year since... Australia has said yes to marriage equality. A year? It's been a year. Can you believe it? I, I No, I, I'm with you. I struggle to... to I, it seems like we've been talking about it for a while, for Absolutely. a lot longer than it took for us to get the yes vote. And then, yeah, it just seemed a blink of an a eye. A year has gone by in the blink of an eye. And to talk to us about marriage equality and a new documentary on SBS, we welcome Edie Shepherd from the founder of Blackfellas for Marriage Equality. Good morning, Edie. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Can you remember where you were the day we got yep. the vote? Um, I hadn't really slept, so I'd been up since about four o'clock. Of course. Um, so I'd already been up for a good six hours. Um, and in Melbourne, there was a big announcement, um, I guess, party at the State Library. So I was out on the lawns of the State Library while it was being announced. And the, like, glitter cannons went off. And <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. I um, I remember it vividly. I think it's probably the first possibly. I love my housemate. Uh-huh. I love her to death, but she's not a very touchy person. In four years, I think it might have been the first time that we hugged. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, been, I remember exactly. It's been was. a year since since that uh, momentous occasion. What what's changed for you and and for your community? Yeah, I mean, I time has done this really strange thing where during the campaign it felt like it was taking about 10,000 years and now it's suddenly already been a year so I don't yeah. I don't know I'm just, I'm still trying to really like wrap my head around how quickly everything's gone um but I, I can say I went I went to my very first um same-sex wedding a couple of weeks ago which was very exciting I'm made of honor in another one in a couple of weeks so that's very exciting. I look forward to now. I have the right to wear the ugly bridesmaid dress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I read. I, I read here, Edie, that a really interesting parallel that you saw between the marriage equality vote and the 1967 referendum to count Aboriginal mm. people in the census. Could you talk to us mm. about that parallel? Well, I get, like as soon as it was 
announced that it was going ahead, I was like, oh, great, cool. Uh, this is going to be not fun. Um, so my, had, my family campaigned in 1957 as well um, and had always grown up hearing the stories of my grandparents who were you know, out in the streets of Sydney basically trying to convince the entire population that they were worthy of being seen as equal people and equal humans under the law. So I always grew up hearing the stories of that campaign in 67 um, and then suddenly was thrust into this situation where the, I guess the no side of the debate was really going after, you know, our, as LGBTIQA people, um, our, I guess, identities and the validity of that. And yeah, your worthiness. Mm. Mm? Your worthiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you did and, a grassroots campaign, right? You got people out there yeah. and actually made, well, encouraged them to vote. And uh, and look, it worked. Yes, it did. <laughs> it, sure did. I, it, was, um, it was one of those things where it was like it was announced and I was like, oh, my goodness, I've got um, two weeks to get people enrolled let alone this campaign. Yeah, right. And one of the like the main one of the key things that came to my head when the way that it was and the, when it was announced the way that the survey would work and through the electoral and stuff, we know that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have really low voter enrollment mm-hmm. um, and really low voting participation in the first place, let alone when you're out in a remote community, access to post, as simple as that sounds. Like there was just a ton of barriers. So we had to figure out very quickly how to A get Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in, enrolled to vote yeah. and then actually willing to vote and go to the post office and all of that sort of stuff. So it was definitely a, um, a slog up a very steep hill. Well, Australia Said Yes, and that is the name of the documentary, Australia Says uh-huh. Yes, premiering on SBS Thursday, November 15th, 7.30pm, and it's available to stream pretty much any time. Hey, Edie, yep. thank you so much for talking uh, to us. Happy anniversary. Yeah, happy uh, anniversary indeed. <laughs> I might hug my housemate again. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks a lot, Edie. Mix 94.5's Morning Jam.